with 2020, that was one of the things I focused on was just, you know, setting up Zoom calls with a group of people or mm-hmm. individuals just to check in. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Wine Milbank Podcast Network from Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg, and uh, I am pleased and excited for this one because um, were it not for this guest, um, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, certainly not with some of the people that we've met and connected with. Um, it all started my con my uh, contact with Joel Grimes began with a, uh, an, a <laughs> an attempt to reach out uh, to Jay Grammond during the Black Hills photo shootout in 2019 uh, in Leed and Deadwood, South Dakota. Uh, first off, Jay, welcome so much. Uh, thanks for taking the time and welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm a, my, my job, my, my full-time job is photographer and graphic designer. Um, so in it was er, mid two thousand nineteen, I started seeing stuff about uh, this thing called the Black Hills Photo Shootout. Like, what is that? That looks cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, as it went on, this this person on Facebook named Jay Grammond kept posting about stuff. And then at one point, he's like, "Hey, our keynote speaker is going to be Joel Grimes." And at that point, I thought, "Whoa, okay, I live in the same state. I'm making this happen." So then uh, I talked to my wife, and she's like, hey, well, let's do it. Let's go. Let's take a trip to the Black Hills. And we haven't been there since I lived here in this state for 12, 13 years. Uh, let's go. So uh, we went there, and um, we got there a day early. The day was, you know, we were sitting around, lead. And I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be helpful or try, <laughs> at least offer my help. And so I, I sent a message to you on Facebook, I think, and said, hey, Jay, I'm in town. If you need any help, let me know. And and didn't think you know yeah whatever he's got all kinds of help. Um, what happened on your end when you got that? <laughs> well, you don't know how uh, appreciative I was of that because I was uh, as I drove across the uh, across Minnesota and across South Dakota to get there. Um, I was a little over halfway through South Dakota, and I had heard from Joel that he uh, wasn't feeling. He was feeling pretty crappy, but he was going to do this thing anyway. <laughs> and so then I'm almost to Rapid City, and I'm like, okay, now my keynote is going to come, but it's real iffy. And I'm that, so that's that, welcome to <laughs> right. welcome to the event, you know. <laughs> and then I get there, and I'm pretty tired. And uh, Mike Wolforth is a photographer there, and he's one of our instructors. And mm-hmm. he, uh, I connected with him to stay there that first night, and so he helped. I was working in his uh, his office space, getting my final details taken care of and hanging out with him. And then I got your email and was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I was so happy that you offered that it really meant a lot. And a person doesn't realize how maybe how little that happens, but when it does, I was like, Oh, I'm all over that. So, cause I actually needed help with the setup of the big Friday night welcome event. Yeah, because that was the big thing at the historic uh, Homestake um, yes. Opera House, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a beautiful... Which is a gorgeous facility. Yeah, and I had a couple people lined up to help me with the folding shirts and mm-hmm. all the name tag stuff and all the swag bags and all that <laughs> stuff. 
well, those people couldn't make it or they were tied up in other places. And then I get a message from you and (laughs) oh, my wife and I are right, you know, you guys pretty much. Yeah, we were just right down uh, the road. Staying nearby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that was uh, welcomed you. (laughs) Open arms. Come on down. (laughs) And it was great. I mean, as, as, uh, you know, I, I'd never met you. I'd never been, I mean, I've been in South Dakota for, man, well, 2008, we moved here and uh, I had never really gotten into the photography community in the state. And so this this was like my first, and I don't know if I've just, who knows why, I don't know. I'm a West Coast boy moving to the Midwest. And then, you know, I don't know if I'd be, (laughs) I don't know what I thought. Mm Um, and so it was my first foray into the photography world. And geez, there's some phenomenal photographers in the state. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're amazing. So it was really cool to connect that way. And uh, and you are in Minnesota. You're above the cities, I'm, right? Yep, I'm about an hour north of Minneapolis, up towards Lake Malax. Now you are um, newer in the photography world. Is that true, or have you done um, it for a while? I have been a photographer since probably. Uh, 1981. Okay, so. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, depending on how you look at it, um, you've not I've been, been a full time photographer. No, just uh, started that in January of 2020. Oh, pandemic year, perfect. It's, yes, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell my friends that ask me about it that uh, it's an interesting time to make the leap of faith and and then have a worldwide <laughs> right. pandemic hit two months later, but. I, I tell them that that's going to be part of my success story someday. So mm-hmm. really, I, as far as being on the scene, I would say it has been fairly recent where I've decided to share more of my images. It always was that case of I, they sat on my computer or right. pre-digital. They sat in, in shoe boxes in my, mm-hmm. my negatives. You know, I did, um, uh, when I first started kind of sharing them, I was in, in college more or less and started doing sports photography and sharing showing the players the football players or whatever it was so you mean like live action sports photography yep yep yeah so but then within the my being kind of on the scene more has really uh developed in the last uh probably four years that i've really put it out there Mm -hmm. tried to share stuff so uh you how did you end up taking the reins of the Black Hills photo shootout? Because you you end up you ended up like managing and producing the entire event in nineteen. Doing the whole right? thing. Okay, so I was a participant. The I the first year of the shootout, I heard about the event like a week after it happened, mm-hmm. and I was so bummed because I saw people were starting to post, and somehow it was getting to, getting to me. And oh, that would have been fun. So then I I joined up the next year and was a participant for I want to say like six or seven years after that. Mm. Then uh, I missed a couple years uh, because of my oldest, my son was at an age where there was graduations and God, those kids, you know, things going <laughs> right. on. Yeah. But I family guy, you know, that's definitely mm-hmm. coming first. Oh yeah. So anyway, not that that I just chose those other things and not to do that, but well then, I was ready to do, to get back in to the shootout mm-hmm. uh, as he, he was off to college by that time then. And um, so I contacted Chad, who was one of the, Chad Coppas is oh, one yeah. of the founders of it. And 
he and I had kept in touch and have been pretty good friends all those years. I said, he is the South Dakota tourism photographer. He currently. also yeah. is that. Right. So he, he's on my list. <laughs> he, I can hook you up with that awesome. for sure. Perfect. <laughs> um, he, uh, anyway, um, I contacted him to see, I hadn't seen the, any announcements about it yet. And here I wanted to do it this year and it wasn't coming out, wasn't coming out. And he goes, well, actually it's, uh, they had, uh, it, it had kind of fallen apart the previous year or whatever. And so, uh, there was, it was just in limbo. Well, I, I, when I was working at community education in Elk River, I do special events for a living and had done it for 15 years mm -hmm. and I didn't have to even think about it. I said, Oh, Chad, um, I'd be willing to, we just were talking a long discussion turned into me being the person that was, <laughs> I was going to do this. I was like, I'd help out. It started out with, Oh, mm -hmm. I'd help out. I'd help you do it. If you, you know, all that kind of in one conversation morphed into me doing <laughs> You're it. You're doing it all. <laughs> and I was happy to with, yeah. and I had, you know, tons of help from Chad and everybody else, but I, I knew I didn't have to think about what to do. I mm -hmm. knew I could just grab it and plan it. And it was really, even though it's pretty complicated, I, I just didn't, it was, it, it came natural to me to, yeah. I knew what to do and the timing I had to get it going and do things. And well, it, the window was super short by that time. Uh, I think I started, this happened on Memorial day. Yeah. I, th I thought it was in June and July where we started hearing stuff about the shooting yeah, in September. I, the, the me taking the reins didn't develop until Memorial Day <laughs> oh, weekend man. for a, <laughs> wow. for a September, for a big September event. Right. And so luck, I think it was probably great that I had that experience because there was no learning curve. I could mm -hmm. just jump in and okay, here's who was my instructors. I kind of knew what types of events they had done in the past. Mm -hmm. We started gathering that stuff, just started building it. And, um, it uh that's how i took over the reins that's awesome basically and then, lots of had help from chad <laughs> so um in 19 you had i mean you you wanted a keynote that was you know a draw mm -hmm. um how did like because you contacted canon directly correct because joel grimes is yep. explorer of light which is their yep. their elite class of entre of uh what are they? Not evangelists. That's what Adobe calls their people. Um, <laughs> promote like yeah, there's well something different for name. every camera. Yeah. yeah, it's Canon Explorers mm -hmm. of Light. And what I did was I, the shootout has had a tradition of having Canon Explorers of Light as their keynotes okay. over the years. So I already knew that, mm -hmm. and I took kind of an inventory of all the people that I had seen. Rick Salmon being mm -hmm. one of them. Um, and uh, many, you know, I was there for six years, but there were so many great ones. Uh, Stockline, and you know, there's a bunch. Anyway, uh, I, I had, I had this interest in Joel Grimes because I followed him as a virtual mentor, kind of mm -hmm. learning from him his marketing systems yep. and stuff like that. And so, like, it wasn't even a, a question. He was a. I had to give them a short laundry list of people that I might want. He was at the top of the list <laughs> for sure. And so I was just thrilled when they, they were able to line that up. Yeah, that's cool. And and it did draw, I I think. Well, I mean it it, it enticed me it drew, enough to look it twice. Drew you. Yeah, yeah, it did. And, <laughs> and look at yeah. 
and, and yeah, before that's developed. Yeah, this is fantastic. We're talking, you and I, out of that. Yeah. <laughs> so good choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, you kind of specialize a little bit, um, at least you in your social medias lately, in uh, landscapes around mm-hmm. the Minnesota area. Uh, and also you have an affinity for uh, American history or world history, I guess. Yeah. yeah. World War II era. Yes, that's correct. Um, the, uh, the land, well, the landscape thing I've always, my, one of my big areas of interest in photography has been, uh, I've gone out to the Dakotas, um, for decades, mm-hmm. uh, on my own doing freestyling, which I just go out by myself and shoot what I came across. I would take random gravel roads, mm-hmm. no certain plan. I was in a certain area, but from that, where my is kind of where my parents grew up in in North Dakota, and from there though, it just I just take roads and I'd find. Um, I love abandoned farm places and machinery, and I love old cars and trucks. Uh, you know, fifties and forties <laughs> yeah. cars sitting in fields, and there's lots of them. But just all that stuff. And recently, I've been really trying to focus on developing my landscape stuff. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Art Wolf. Mm as my number one overall virtual mentor yeah. and his landscape work and really inspired me in, in my early days. And so I would, when I was first starting, I'd try to emulate some of those mm. photos, but very recently I've been trying to pick that as my focus. And I've, I did the uh, Kelby one landscape conference during 2020 Okay, was one of the things that I did yep. just a lot of professional development and that was one of them. And so I've, I've gone out and tried some of those techniques and I, I did some other virtual classes around landscape stuff mm-hmm. with Art Wolf also. And so just trying to up my game in that area, you know, for what I'm trying to do in the end game, uh, that it would really help me to up the ante in my landscape photography. Uh, history wise, I'm a huge World War II history fan. Uh, mostly about the people that live through it and veterans yeah. particularly, but also people from the home front and survivors of the Holocaust and Japanese American internment camps mm-hmm. and you name it, home front workers. And I'm also into uh, civil war and in the, the, um, the plains wars yeah. with the, uh, um, in Minnesota here, we had a big event called the U S Dakota war of 1862. Mm-hmm. I've been studying that for a number of years as, as just a personal thing. And as I've started to develop uh, speaking programs about, around that, and really wrote, wrote some stories about it that I tried to get published and <laughs> whatnot. And it's, it's a huge story, but yeah, I love history. Um, particularly, I love those as far as world war II, uh, civil war planes, war mm-hmm. type eras. Um, are my big things picture wise i love uh 1950s kind of memorabilia really? like uh cars and trucks 40s of uh, 40s and 50s but like uh movie mark old movie marquees in towns and mm-hmm. jukeboxes and all that kind of stuff i just love it well you should come to millbank because we do have an old old marquee on on main street still oh cool <clears throat> and well, it, it's it, a working theater Sort of. I mean, 2020 I like, really kind of oh, destroyed like the theater market. Yeah, right. But I like that. I should mention too. My one of my most passion, most recent history things is I'm working on um, uh, 
what they call ghost signs or yeah. paint faded ads. Yes. I'm, on I'm brick doing, walls. Yep. I'm take, I'm, I've been building those whenever I go to little towns and I see when I take them, but I'm working on in 2020, I, I signed a book deal to do a book about that on, um, it's going to be called fading ads of the twin cities. Ooh. So I'm specifically focusing on Minneapolis and St. Paul, mm-hmm. but during my travels and pre COVID when I was traveling and when I can get out again, I'm take, I take them in all the little towns that I come yeah. across. If I see one, I'm specifically looking for them as I drive through town. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun project. Yeah. Um, the, the event looked different, the shootout in 2020, uh, yeah. but you guys kind of, and I, I feel terrible because I didn't have the time to, to join in and I really missed out. I know that. Um, and hopefully that won't happen again. Um, you really embraced the, the, the change in society that happened mm-hmm. with the, especially being in Minnesota where you guys really were, I mean, in South Dakota, we weren't, uh, you know, told to stay home necessarily and, and man- mandated to. Um, but Minnesota was. And we were pretty locked down for a while yeah, there. For the first part, I mean, it was, yeah, you're not supposed beginning. to go out, all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. And so you really took on the the challenge and I think successfully turned mm-hmm. that into a virtual event. What what was your thought in making that that, that way? Was it just to keep it going uh, so we didn't have a down yeah. year? Right. Um it was a really excruciating decision <laughs> because I like, I knew that this, this like you said, I knew South Dakota uh, regulations mm-hmm. were maybe more lax or whatever. And I'm, but I'm like, I have to think about the safety of the participants and instructors because we have people coming in right from all over from the country. All over. Yeah. I mean, Florida and whatnot were mm-hmm. hotspots. Two of our instructors come from Florida. Yeah. And so I'm like, right. Can I bring people in from all over the country to be in close mm-hmm. quarters and, it just didn't seem right. And I was like waiting, I was watching the South, you know, whatever, see what South Dakota is doing with stir just was kind of yep. at first was my litmus test kind of, but then I thought by the time they decided to actually go through with that, I had already decided not to yeah. do the shootout um, for, mostly for those safety reasons, but um, it just didn't seem like a good idea to do it in person. And so um, then I decided to, well, let's do it virtual. I'd never done anything any virtual things before I knew about zoom from, from because of uh pandemic where, you know, you meet, yep. you know, we're going to meet on Sunday and talk to the family or <laughs> right. whatever, you know, all those kind of things yeah. that were new. And I'm like, Hmm, that's uh, while I was doing it, I was thinking of the other possibilities of use of it. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. would be, this would be great for the shootout. And so I just, I just dove all the way in committed to it i'm like told my instructors we're gonna do this completely virtual uh to keep the the, it has such a great community of people that continually do this event all the time as Mm -hmm. you've probably recognized in 2019 and since then and um i wanted to because of the way the year was going and some people had it really bad i wanted to give people something to look forward to Mm -hmm. to not just cancel oh that's it we're not going to do it till right. 2021 or 2022 or whatever so it was mostly me wanting to give the people something yeah. to look forward to and kind of bring some joy to some people and it worked out that i got several comments afterwards that that did exactly that people mm-hmm. personally told me stuff like that and it really worked out so well and 
Zoom was key factor and I ended up having the finding some good solid internet not at my home at the time. <laughs> yeah. We we were we've been living off of uh satellite internet for about 25 20 20 to 25 years just because of where you're at. Yeah, we were mm. just rural enough that there weren't any fiber optic high speed yep. cables running towards us for all these years if you can believe it. There's we just got it uh in October of 2020 after this summer, I'll be in this house for 25 years. Oh man. And we just got it last fall and that's what I'm on now, but that's great. It's, it's the, the, the difference is incredible Mm because it, the satellite dish often was, it was okay, but it was basically a step up from dial up service. If you remember that. And so I couldn't do, that was my other quandary was I want to do this huge virtual event but I, I thought I'd need to do it from home and my internet was crappy. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? Well, I knew uh, I had some friends that my, uh, the place where I get my car fixed is called AJ's complete automotive down in Elk river. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time in there over the years because <laughs> of all of our vehicles that we maintain. And so I'm like, I knew they had good internet there. And so one day I just asked one of the owners, mm. I was just kind of, I ended up taking senior pictures of her daughter at the end of the session i'm like well i've got this thing that i'm doing i kind of pitch it to her kind of sheepishly i didn't like this is a lot to ask i could barely spit it out and she goes yeah whatever you need and so i did all the sessions for the shootout last fall from the lobby of their business (laughs) that's awesome the reason it worked (laughs) yeah the reason it worked out so well coming to you from a car shop yeah and people thought it was like my man cave and stuff (laughs) because I actually have my artwork in, yeah. on their walls. Like awesome. we, we set up a big exhibit uh, of uh, old car shots mm-hmm. and oil cans and ghost signs and stuff like that. Anyway, it worked out. The reason I thought of them was because they close at five in the afternoon. All of our sessions started at five thirty, mm-hmm. and they're closed on weekends. And I ran over, mm. you know, all day on Saturday and Sunday. And so I'm like, that is the timing is perfect. They have great internet. So I'd just drive down there every day. <laughs> we'd, we'd cross paths. They'd be leaving for the day. I'd be coming in. They'd like, see you later. That's so cool, though, to have that relationship. Yeah, that, to, that they oh, were good with it. That's awesome. That's the kind of thing that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. in building relationships. And I had a huge need at that time. And like I said, I barely could spit it out. And she was, uh, she's, yeah, whatever you need. Just, you know. And that's then even. So cool. Even as I was thanking them at the end of all of it, they're like, anytime you need this, anytime you need stuff like this, just let us know. So mm. that was a big thing. And that really made the whole thing successful, I think, because I could depend on the internet connection. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have any of those type of problems the whole That's fantastic. All 33 sessions. <laughs> wow. so. How many total uh, participants did you guys get? We had, I believe it was... Uh, about 77 or really? 78, something like that. And it was actually a few more people than we had in person in 2019. Was some of that because of people didn't have to travel there? They could just sit at home effectively and yeah. enjoy? I think, I think a lot of it was that because um, we, it turned out that the majority of the participants this last year were not regular participants, mm. uh, where we had a core group that did and and quite a few that didn't for various reasons. And, um, but we had 
more people and the people that commented, you know, I live in Texas. I've always wanted to do this and I haven't been able to make the travel and with That's work cool. and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Or even some guy, you know, there's one guy that he always worked kind of was in the way, but now he could do this. He could work all day, come home and do a session from his mm-hmm. living room. And so that was a big draw, I think, yeah. for, for introducing a lot of new, which is exciting for future events is introducing a lot more people to the event. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, I saved a lot of money and no travel, no, no out, meals out. Right. Hotels, yeah. gas, all that. That is true. It, it became a pretty good deal. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, you, you'd think the other side of that, too, um, you know, tourism in yeah. these tourism states and locations are is terrible. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a bummer that you can't make an event like this, you know, and still support those locations. But, I mean, how cool that we have the option of yeah. creating an event that's that's good and you know, meaningful to people and they can well, stay at it, home. Yeah. And it keeps it going, but mm-hmm. it, you know, the, the area itself got a lot of airtime just by talking about it. And totally. Yeah. A lot of the instructors um, are from the used, area, right? Well, they're from there. So they used have, photos yeah. from there. And so people could kind of virtually experience mm-hmm. the black Hills that way. And it, I think it just really more fed the fuel for them, the people that hadn't been there yet or whatever to, Oh no, I really got to get, right out there you know so is the goal uh in 2021 like at this point the goal is to have an in-person event and then try try to work a hybrid solution possibly yeah yeah we can count that as kind of breaking news and <laughs> uh, the interview right. with you there you go um we're going to um that's my plan is to have a hybrid event mm-hmm. because we know that the the virtual part works so well yeah. and people liked it. And I actually got a lot of comments from people. They actually really liked the format. They felt like they learned more because mm. when you're in a, in person, while the experience is really cool, sometimes if you're in a group of 12 or 15 people, you don't get as much right. time with the instructor or here you're, you hear everything they say mm-hmm. and you know, you're a little bit more involved that way. Right. So I got some of those comments too. But a hybrid event is the plan, mm-hmm. and that way, if we need to dial back, we already have some of the virtual stuff planned, and that's it'll be cool. yeah, a quicker awesome. transition. So that's my awesome. That's my the vision. plan at the moment. It is still that's January. My vision. So. Yes, well, then it's time to time to get rolling yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, let's kind of flip a little bit in thought. Uh, you know, in all this, I mean, my, I'm. I've been a photographer for 16, 17 years now. Um, mm-hmm. You've been one most of my life. <laughs> and, 81. <laughs> right. I was two. Um, okay. So in your view or from your perspective, I guess, where what happened to the photography industry because of the pandemic response across the country? Well, I think it was kind of twofold. I think it made it made everyone push the pause button, obviously. Mm-hmm. It everything in, in it sounds like in your photography world and mine basically came to a complete stop because there were certain pieces of the business that just weren't open or right. not available. Mm-hmm. I, we could still do. take pictures. Or I could. Well but I couldn't well, get product. And we couldn't at, at the beginning. Oh yeah, okay, you guys um, couldn't technically. You couldn't operate. shoot head portraits. Um, 
you know, at some point people started to do what they call, and this is the other flip side of my thing is that it stopped things, but it forced us to innovate, mm-hmm. to do new things. All of a sudden you started seeing people doing porch. Oh yeah. Called them, porch yep. partridge, mm-hmm. things that they could do. So I could stand outside with my mask on six or 10 feet away from the person and take their portrait and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, people were starting to do those kind of things. I started to do that with them. Or you know all the, I feel bad. You feel bad for the, the kids that miss out on their proms oh, and their man, graduations yeah. and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew that most of the girls in the local area had already bought their dresses at by the time things were canceled. So I offered to do um, portraits mm-hmm. of them at, in my yard because I've got, I've got four acres and we've got evergreens and birch trees and awesome nice backdrops. You know, yeah. So I did something like that at some point, but then that's, you know, that was a month and a half or so into the whole thing. When right at first it was like, you know, stay at home if you can. Don't do anything. Right. But that create, that also created opportunities for me um, too, that I, it was to the point where, you know, if you need to go outside and exercise, do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I went, one of the things that I did was I went to our local cemetery and being that I'm in so into veterans and stuff, I went around and took pictures of all the, I'm not even done with it because it's a huge cemetery, but the idea was I was going to create these virtual walks that people, if they had, were going to go out and exercise and they needed to be socially distanced, mm-hmm. why not go walk up and down the rows of the cemetery oh, yeah. and read the headstones of the veterans? And mm-hmm. so I, I would do make little videos of maybe like 12 veterans at a time or something. And I would look up all their information of when they're in the service, maybe what stuff they were involved with and then uh, make little videos. So people could either drive up and down the lanes or walk. Um, and I encourage them to find the stone, read, say that person's name out loud, kind of as a way to remember yeah. the veterans and get out and get some exercise. So that was one of my first uh kind of innovations for myself to deal with the whole pandemic situation to Mm -hmm. create those videos i've got about 15 or 16 of them posted on youtube but i've probably got about 10 or 12 more to do yet really but i gotta wait till spring now but i'm trying to do the whole cemetery and there's a lot more veterans in there than i knew there was a lot but there's a lot more than i anticipated (laughs) so it's taking me a while but that kind of stuff is the innovation that it caused people to Mm -hmm. do like these oh you know your interviews on here yeah with people with photographers that normally uh probably wouldn't have they wouldn't have time for it because they're constantly on the go traveling and doing their photo workshops and whatever and now you can contact people like joel or whatever and everybody at a certain point before people started doing more everybody was basically doing more or less nothing yeah because everything across the world and Mm -hmm. so i saw that as an opportunity and i talked to chad about this too for as far as speakers go for the shootout and stuff almost all of them aren't out doing things where they normally all would be and so Mm -hmm. i think the window for getting a speaker that you could probably never get before is was wide open right for a while there especially yeah. so that kind of stuff i saw a lot of professional photographers that i follow uh scott kelby and dave black and 
uh, Joe McNally doing special things, the, you know, Art Wolf, just talking from their homes or whatever yeah. about whatever it is they chose to talk about. They would have never done that in a, you know, they've been way too busy with their other mm-hmm. things to sit and, you know, Art Wolf, I don't know if you follow that at all, but he's done, he'd been the most prolific that I know of every Thursday, pretty much since this began, since March, they did something they called um, tequila time. Hmm. He's just sitting in his house in Seattle, really talking to people, showing like, oh, this week, here's my favorite photo book. So here's, here's, I'll take you on a tour of my house or just stuff. Well, and that's so cool because it does yeah. it kind of brings makes them real it make, makes these you know totally. earlier we talked about the celebrity nature of some of these photographers for yeah. for us in the business that they're the ones that we look up to as you know they they have success and they do the things their work is phenomenal and we look at that and go oh man you know i'd love to get that shot that would be cool to be able to go to that location and do that and so it's really fun to see them um really show that they're just people they're, they're, they're the same as everyone else they just happen to have a platform um that you know they can showcase some of this stuff and when they humanize themselves that way it really makes them more approachable and i think it's great i mean our wolf is insane i mean his stuff is ridiculous yeah um when you look at it it just it's mind-blowing yeah it is is and his career has been so prolific yeah different projects and stuff and he's currently talks about he's got i don't know 14 or 15 books in the hopper that he's working (laughs) on all he's always working on multiple book mm-hmm. projects when he's out shooting so anyway I, I really i recognize that and i really took advantage of trying to tune into you know dave black does ask me anything on uh, at first it was every couple of weeks now it's the first tuesday of the month or mm-hmm. something on instagram mm-hmm. you're going on there you're sitting there he's sitting there with his daughter and it was the literally ask me anything it was just put your questions in the thing and he sits there and answers them and oh hey wow. Craig, you know, I saw, and he follows stuff on Instagram too, or he'll be like, Hey, I really love your uh, motorcycle shots that mm. you did last week on Instagram. Wow. Or he'll point things out like that. Like, you mean you actually you noticed looked, right? what I was doing? <laughs> M- me from yeah. Minnesota, you know, or Mill, yeah. you know, Princeton yeah, or cool. Millbank. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, I really, I really liked. And it gives you a chance. I literally had these guys reading my questions, and it, it's a nerdy thing, maybe, but. I get a kick out of when Art Wolf says, Oh, Jay, that's a great question. And that mm-hmm. you know, goes on at length about the answer, of whatever right. my question was, or Dave Black doing the same thing. It's just kind of a a fun thing to mm-hmm. feel like, you know, they recognized yeah. you and what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So, um, where do you see, cool. um, well, <laughs> in a more horrible thought, um, what do you see <laughs> the, the modern cell phone doing to the photography industry? Oh, well, it, it feel I feel like it's practically not taking over, but it's taking a huge piece of the people's. Everyone is a photographer now, mm-hmm. you know, more or less. Everybody has a, a pretty decent camera right in their pocket mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I even saw just today, I don't, remember, I don't know the person and I can't remember where I saw it, but it was on Facebook, possibly on um a photo therapy group mm. do you follow that on rick salmon's photo yeah, therapy yep. group might have been on there but anyway he was talking about how he has had more pictures uh for stock photography selected by um 
oh, what's the big uh, one of the big stock photo agencies? I forget now. I'm drawing a blank on it. I stock. Shutterstock. Uh, yeah, even bigger than uh, that, like really? uh, okay. Getty or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, wow. He says, yeah, I've had more pictures uh, accepted by Getty that were from my iPhone recently than from my Canon camera. That is crazy. And so, I mean, you get, if you think about it now, how, what is it, what are the phones now for megapixels there? Jeez, I don't even know. I mean, so, some of the Samsungs are like 50, 40, 50, which is yeah. ludicrous when you think about what they're doing. Um, and you know what? My first uh, digital camera was 6.3 megabytes. I know. I know. And I... <laughs> for my phone, and that was like, whoa, he's got 6.3 megabytes. And I was like mm-hmm. the big hotshot around town because I had this oh, man. big camera. Yeah. Well, now my phone, you know, I've got the 11 Max Pro or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. How many megabytes? You know, that doesn't have as much as that one you're saying, but still, it's it has more it's than insane. my camera. It's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. In 2003, <laughs> now, I went to Africa. Um, for a oh. couple of weeks and I took a four megapixel little point and shoot with me and that yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. And well, I mean, wow. What phone do you now. have now? I have the 12 pro. Okay. The, the, uh, the photo tools on there without any, extra, oh. they just come with it yeah. are amazing now. Even yeah. with the, uh, I, I had just bought the 11 about a year ago mm-hmm. and, um, the night, oh, the it, night it vision is... mode. I can take pictures of stars. Yes. You know, they're not yep. like, uh, you know, some of the, yeah. like Eric Kuna or something like that, but they're like, uh, I can get pictures of the, the stars and the constellations and whatnot handheld with my yeah. iPhone at night. It, <laughs> and, well, they look and, halfway and, and that's the part that's nuts is the computational piece of it. Like the brain yeah. behind this. Cause it's, I mean, it's one thing to have a little phone, you know, with a sensor and a lens on your camera, on your phone, on your phone, a camera piece. Uh, and that means, I mean, you could have that and it would produce garbage. But what Apple and uh, Samsung and uh, even TCL, they, they're making phones now. Um, what they're doing with the brain behind it all is just fascinating. Because, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to try anymore. I know we, uh, we hunt out in Pier every fall. And so we were out there with my, my boys and a couple other older guys that we go with. Uh, we have a ranch, about 500 acres we get to play on. And um, we got, I, I shot a buck the first day, and then the third day, uh, my son got one. And it was crazy because it was hanging there, and I wanted to send a picture back home to my dad. And so I just grabbed my, I had just gotten the 12 at that point. And I grabbed it. You know, it's dusk, the sky. You, I could see some stars out there. I mm-hmm. took the picture. It looks like daylight. Yeah. Except you have these bright stars in that blue sky that you wouldn't have got during the day. And yeah, it was, something. it's just nuts. I didn't even try. Just take the picture, bam. And now all of a sudden this nighttime shot looks like daytime. And it, it's mind blowing. Well, you know, the other thing that it does is that it makes the putting it out there to the world so much quicker. Yeah. And you don't have to put it on your camera, take it to your computer, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. You can just, you would take the picture and have it on Instagram or something seconds later, however long it takes you to do an Instagram post or a Twitter or whatever, you know, Ooh, that's no, the other thing that it, the stuff is out there. Yeah. And it's kind of similar I'm way back. I, I never did this cause I grew up my dad shot some film when I was younger, but I grew up the first cameras I had that I used professionally at all. I didn't do any film ever. It was all digital. Okay. And so I don't know that, but I looking back over history, you know, you have the big eight by 10 slide film and the big four by five stuff. 
And you don't burn that shot. You use a little insta instamatic shot beside it to make sure everything is set up. And then you take your big shot. And yeah. that's almost now we're getting, I mean, you can do that with the phone now. You know, you could potentially, although I just, geez, I just watched Russell Brown the other day. He's doing full lit photography with his phone and mobile Photoshop, mobile Lightroom. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, he's got well, full light and the, the outcome is absolutely stunning. Well, because you've got all these, um, you can put all the apps, the editing and Adobe suite yeah. things on there and all the, you know, all the special apps that people have to add effects and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all right there. And even uh, there's uh, a trick that I learned from Calibra, Calby Scott's wife. She had a, a talk once about mobile phone photography. And I didn't know this until then, but when you're shooting video and it's in its high, you know, high resolution video or whatever on your phone, mm -hmm. there's that white button on there and yeah. you can, Take photos, image right those, out of that, right? And those are like taking more like raw or higher res photos, still photos, hmm. than in regular camera mode. It, they take a more wow. high res photo, so stuff like that. Even mm -hmm. and you can just, it's just amazing. Well, and and the new, and I I assume it's a. I don't know if the eleven has it. I think so. Um, but the twelve does. There's a, and who knows? This is an iPhone show. <laughs> Um, yeah. in the camera phone not setting, sponsored by no, it. yet, no, <laughs> yeah, right. We made no money any, from them. We're not getting any kickbacks for right. this uh, tra full transparency. Right. If only, um, yep. if you go okay. to, the, if you go to the camera setting in the back end, mm -hmm. you can turn on raw mode. So now in, in the, I think it's in the formats tab. Uh, yeah. Apple pro raw. So now when I go to my camera setting, like my actual camera itself, at the top of the screen, there is a a button that says raw that I can just turn on. And it will then capture oh, okay. that. And and to, to set it, if you go into your settings tab, and that's why I'm curious since you have the 11 to see if it works. Go into settings and scroll down to camera. And then at the top of that window, there should be a formats option. And then there's camera capture and photo capture formats mine camera capture high. Uh, high it has high efficiency or most compatible okay and that's it okay because this yeah. is I, I have that option on the 12 so they added the apple pro oh, okay. raw as as an option so it's a 12-bit raw file that uses the dng format that's a kind of a universal raw format huh. um which and i back um when lightroom first started um, when Apple allowed Lightroom to capture the raw data from the sensor, uh, mm -hmm. you could, within Lightroom, you could capture raw files. And I actually used that at a couple of weddings a couple of years ago where I, I had already put my gear away and there was a shot I needed to grab. And I just pulled my phone out, opened up Lightroom, grabbed that raw file. No one can tell the difference in the album right. that that came from a phone. Well, that was cool. But now you have this option built in. Like it's just part of the baked into the product now. And from that, I started the hashtag. I've never seen it anywhere else, but I, I think I started it called raw in your pocket oh. <laughs> on Instagram. And it's kind of fun. Oh, I have to you, check go that out, out. you go out and take pictures and just raw in your pocket, which is cool. When you think about it, you've got this extremely powerful machine in your hand. Yeah. Use it. Photograph things that you, you see. And 
man, if you have any understanding of the way a raw image works, you can make it look insane. Well, yeah, and I, I honestly love taking pictures with my camera that you brought up. I don't think about it that much, but when I do stop mm-hmm. and think, I'm like, I take way more photos with my ca- <laughs> with my phone than I yeah. do with my camera. Yeah. I mean, I take a ton with my camera, but mm-hmm. that's uh, I'm out at a certain thing, like getting frost pictures or something. I'm doing that with my zoom lens and the whole yeah. thing. But just my walk around everyday life, if I see something interesting at the store or lately during COVID, I actually was even uh, taking photos of kind of signs of the times, like all the odd signs that started popping up, like walk this way down this aisle and you know, don't only take one carton of eggs or whatever. Yeah. All those new kind of signs that came up, just kind of noticing things around yeah. my everyday life. And that's what the phone is great for that too. Just stuff that you notice or that you come across every day, mm-hmm. cool signs or whatever. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah. I just searched oh, Instagram for that hashtag and it looks like the only thing, um, it's my stuff, but start using it raw in your pocket. It's so oh. cool. But if you go there, all those. Day. It's uh now that we know about it. Yeah, right. We'll do that. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> uh but that was Instagram and it's just fun. I started it. I thought, you know what, what happens? And of course, hashtags are you gotta be clever with hashtags. Yeah. And uh so and, and then for a while, uh and I man, I've totally slacked off lately, but I should get back into it. Uh for a while I would do a uh quick what's this challenge. And so oh, yeah. I made a hashtag quick what's this. Um and it was basically pieces of something and then the whole point is to get people to figure out what it was and it was cool you know some things are obvious some things are not and using that you know that kind of morphs into the next thought that i have with you know what is social media doing you got minneapolis represented fantastic nice work yeah i like that you got uh i like that i see your pictures here i'll start adding to that yeah i I do that literally do that all the time with just taking pictures of, mm-hmm. I can be out and just something catches my eye. I just yeah. take a creative photo of it. And yep. I even do that with the books that I'm reading. I'll, I'll try to take a creative photo versus just a straight shot of the cover. Mm-hmm. You know, I hold it in a certain area or light or whatever up against a evergreen right. branch or whatever, just playing around. That's what the phones let you do. You got so many tools at your disposal, pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. And it's right in your pocket all it, the time. Yeah, it, it, it's it's terrifying when you think about it, but it's so cool. It's exciting, and, yeah. Yeah. So what what is, uh, you know, thinking of how the phones, you know, have really revolutionized the way we th- capture the world around us. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, you've walked around downtown. You see a lot of people. What are they doing? Mm. Almost all of them are staring at a device in their hand or they Definitely. have it in their hand. That's the thing, main thing I don't like about devices <laughs> is that people everywhere have become so tuned into their phones yeah. that they're missing opportunities to interact with other people or things around them. Mm-hmm. Things could be happening. I, I when this when phones when cell phones I probably sound old here when cell phones first started Jay, coming you're out. Old. <laughs> hey, when I saw cell phones, no. <laughs> Um, I noticed that right away. I, I even thought of creating a photo series with my camera of people and I'd be down in the cities for a work conference and see people bustling around and I'd be up in the balconies overlooking a concourse or something. Everybody's walking around looking down at their phones. Mm-hmm. And that struck me as that'd make a kind of a cool uh, photo series to do. But now that was way back when they first were 
out there, you know, mm-hmm. but nowadays the smartphones and there was the, there's an app for that. It was the right. popular catchphrase and apps were this cool new thing, but now, now everybody's doing that. And so it wouldn't be nice as quite as unique, but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. People are, I noticed that at work conferences too, where people used to visit in between or waiting for the speaker to start or something. And, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm right. <laughs> Now it's everybody's checking uh-huh. their emails, seeing what things are happening back mm-hmm. at work and not as much interaction. And I kind of, I miss that yeah. type of stuff, but so, I try to, for myself, try to not do that as much as mm-hmm. people do. But. Um, you, you know, the business we're in is yeah. typically capturing people, emotion. Yeah. Um, what do you think the, this, the new push globally for constant when in public covering your face, you know, for, for health reasons, you know, that, 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 that's yeah. the logic behind it. But what is that doing to us as a society? Um, when we are so expressive, I mean, and one of the reasons we're, yeah. and this is an audio podcast, but we're talking on zoom so we can see each other. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. If we just talk on the phone, you'd kind of lose that. Um, Oh, what, one good thing that I've seen that has may, maybe good that's come out of this, you know, no one gets to travel very much now. Yeah is the idea that every phone call almost is a video call. So you are mm-hmm. getting that thing that we, you never had back in the old days when you were on the phone. Oh, now yeah. you are, I mean, a year ago even, you know, you made a phone call. You didn't make a FaceTime call. Well, yeah, you made a phone call. Even, well, now it's FaceTime call. Yeah. You and I doing this, even if it wasn't for a podcast, mm-hmm. we could just call each other up and totally. check in. With 2020, that was one of the things I focused on was just, you know, setting up Zoom calls with, a group of people or mm-hmm. individuals just to check in. Yeah. And that was cool versus just talking on the phone. It's a lot different seeing them in person. Mm-hmm. And you can't go and see each other at the shootout or, you know, some of these events, you only see people at those certain mm-hmm. things. And so yeah, that, that's been good. And I like the mask thing. Um, I, I was a mask wearer right from the start. I wasn't one that kind of, I didn't fall into the whole <laughs> One side, you know, there was yeah. this whole thing, but I just did it, and uh, I actually have a beautiful uh, custom-made mask from um, uh, one of our participants at the shootout. That was our um, one of our models for. He's a uh, Lakota grass dancer. Yeah, and uh, Bill and he, um, I mentioned to him one time, he was making some sort of thing and it had some really cool design on it. I'm like oh I would love to have those horses like that <laughs> on, on a face mask wouldn't that be awesome with that particular but I was watching the ones that he was the different he makes all his own regalia and stuff mm-hmm. and so and for other people and so I um anyway I saw some of the fabrics he's using I said how about could you use that that design on this for a face mask and I didn't made any face mask well then he did and now you can't keep up with face. Really? Yeah, thanks That's for that crazy. idea, man. <laughs> right. so he, that, that idea gave him a yeah. little side uh, stream mm-hmm. there for quite a while, probably still, but I have a really great, uh, we, I ordered three of them, one for each of my kids and then myself. But uh, so I've been mm-hmm. wearing that and it actually is a conversation starter. And I've been down in the city shooting the ghost signs and stuff. And yeah. I've had people, random people on the street. Wow. I love your mask, man. You know, I talk about it and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. And then I have a chance to talk to him about right. it. You know, it makes it even cooler the story behind it, who made it and stuff. And William Stewart, 
Hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, the, what I like about it is that, well, we, everyone's wearing, most people are wearing masks around, you know, you're taking pictures of them. I had an opportunity to shoot because of COVID. Uh, I had an opportunity to shoot my local high school graduation. Uh, they, you know, they had to adapt and do like a outdoor thing where they just, it was like a drive-by graduation yeah. where they get out of the car, walk across the stage on the sidewalk. <laughs> get back in the car. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. not even shake hands, just kind of get the thing, the diploma cover, mm-hmm. get off the stage. When they came off the stage, they stood in front of me and I took their portrait. Well, they all wanted pictures with the mask and without the mask. So I did oh, to kind some of both. The, they the want, year. cause that's, that's what we're in. Mm-hmm. This is their reality. What I loved about it was you, uh, you look at their eyes a lot more. I found anyway, like, you know, usually it's the smile and the, the whole face. No, no, all that's covered up it kind of gave a little mysterious hmm. look to it. And all you could see was their eyes. You could see that they were smiling in most cases because right. they were happy they just graduated. But I, I kind of like that. Um, well, it certainly does direct your eyes. That's true. I hadn't really thought about that much of it. But yeah, yeah it does. It, it forces you to look at one piece of them. A little different, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. I just go with it, roll with it, and <laughs> make the best out of it, just like everything right. else. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Do you have or did you uh, intend to have studio space when you went full time? Um. No. Uh. Over the years, when I've thought about uh, making this leap, and I never, and then when I didn't, I would, I would watch the local businesses that would open up and yeah. dream about how I could make that into a cool space. I love historic buildings mm-hmm. obviously and so i was always like oh wouldn't it be cool to get into that spot but it, that never happened never materialized but then i started to realize i could do the stuff that i wanted to do at home without the overhead yeah. cost of renting a studio and whatnot mm-hmm. and I, i'm not a real i'm just starting to get into portraiture with lights and stuff so i haven't done a whole lot of that so i it, i really didn't need it but mm-hmm. that was going to be the plan if i did going to businesses, I was going to be providing portraits because of everybody needing corporate right. headshots and yep. that kind of senior pictures and whatever. I've done that, but I, I just do natural light outdoors yeah. stuff like that. So when I made the leap here, it's all, it's all right here in my house uh, with the aid of the internet. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, which, which again is phenomenal that you have yeah. that option, that option. Yeah. Well, and with Photoshop and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, you, with layers, you can create different backgrounds. <laughs> you don't have to have a canvas hanging down right. from the ceiling. You just take right. their picture and put the other thing mm-hmm. back there or whatever. And Yeah. You know. Well, and I mean, okay, where does that go? I mean, <laughs> nowadays, geez, the latest version of Photoshop takes yeah. the guesswork out of a ton of composition work. You don't even Sky have, reap. yeah, you don't even have to, to, to try hardly now uh if you have the it, tools i mean is, it, is that gonna well destroy the the commercial world or is that gonna make no, it advance I, more yeah i think it'll just advance it differently it'll um it, it gives you more creative license i think to try different things now like cloud replacement or sky replacement yeah not cloud replacement. one one I, button one I love 
I love that idea. <laughs> oh yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I don't think my version has that yet. I gotta. My computer is old enough that I I can't support the newest version. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the new apples oh, to that's come right. out. I forgot. Because there's yes. some kind of new there's some kind of new uh, chip that they're using, and I, I don't want to buy one and then have a month later the right. the newest yeah. greatest thing come out. Yep. Which usually happens with my phones. <laughs> As soon as I bought the 11, oh, here's the 12. It's got a better, and it's got a way better camera. That's so, right. yeah. Um, no, uh, I think there's just so many more. Now you can take some old photos that you thought, ah, the sky is completely washed out. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this would have been great. Mm-hmm. Now you can put a, your great sunset set yeah. shot or whatever behind there. And I think I still believe in letting people know that this is a composite type yeah. shot or I use. Mm-hmm. So it isn't, you know, but. Still, think of all the opportunities that opens up to you if you can add a starry night behind. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Charlie Borland, we just did a, a, a class, winter landscapes class with him a week or two ago, and he showed a, a really cool winter scene that he took up in the mountain canyon somewhere, and he dropped in a um, star scene behind it and really made it really cool. You know, mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't like that when he shot it because he showed us the original, but right. it really adds to things and i would like to experiment with that once i get i already have some ideas of images i want to try it on once i am able mm-hmm. to do it so well I'll, I'll show you and unfortunately since this is not a video podcast but we, we can talk about what i'm going to show you yeah. um on my other screen here but sure. um this is something that i have been into for several years is that mm. building like doing what photoshop is now doing with the push of a button uh, at some level and so what the, what's on yeah. the screen there is a motorcycle I shot of a friend of mine and then an old barn they had on their property. And then, yeah. so it becomes a nostalgic piece that we couldn't get otherwise. Um, it's kind of like ghosts of the past yeah. kinda, with the fading barn. Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, there's a, another friend of mine's for his dad, um, as a father's day present, we took his Mustang. I love that. Uh, and then put it on a road, a local road around here. You pick my two things that I like <laughs> barns and cars. <laughs> Well, and, and you, I guess if you're listening, you can go to vpdstudio.com slash surreal and get to this oh. page. Um, uh, it, that's the only way to get to it at the moment because my uh, main my website is kind of under construction, but um, that now, page is there. I love this concept. I've always been fascinated by composite type mm-hmm. work and the idea that you could go out like your last picture and take a picture of a certain road with a curve and yep. landscape behind it and clouds. I, I picked that up from Tim Wallace during one of the um, his talks at uh, Photoshop World a few years ago, and I just hadn't thought of it, I guess, and how you can go out and take your your shot of your scene mm-hmm. and then add your car into it or your yeah. whatever, your airplane or whatever. Uh, that's, it, it's really cool. World a little bit. It, it <laughs> totally does, and it, I mean, it makes it kind of creepy. Um, but again, but it, you. Then Remember when Joel put, talked about being an artist versus yes. a, that's yeah. what you're doing here. You're, mm-hmm. you're creating this piece of art with yep. your evergreen trees and your cool car yeah, and your cloudy, moody mm-hmm. skies. And well, and the cool, there's one on there that's a big white Ford yeah. truck um, at, yeah, an airplane, a, at an airplane hangar. You got a World War II with bearing a P-51 down on right. <laughs> Yeah, And then there's some in the background. And those came from my archives of uh, back when I lived in Oregon, I would shoot, uh, uh, air shows with a friend of mine and we'd go out there and uh he was a videographer and i did pictures so 
we kind of did things together and we did get the chance once, which I just think is, I mean, it's one of the highlights of my life. Uh, we got to go up in a, um, uh, a beef, uh, what is it? B-24 bomber. Uh, no. Um, let me see. It was a B-17, I think. Oh. Um, let me just double check that. But we got to go up in that. Yeah. They had a B-17 there and <clears throat> we did some filming of some mock strafing runs with a oh. Messerschmitt ME one uh, uh, was ME one hundred nine I think, uh-huh. and that apparently at that at that point when we did that shoot, um, they had not been in the air like that since the war, and so oh. it was kind of cool. And I, I got to meet the pilot of that um, Messerschmitt, and just the coolest guy in the world, just oh. a great guy. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could remember his name because he was fantastic pilot. Uh, cool guy and we went up there and i was in the tail gunner position with the camera and my uh the guy i was working with was in the nose gun position with a camera and just it was phenomenal flying over the mountains of oregon where we were at the time uh and getting to to film this fighter jet coming at the b-17 was just terrifying to think that you know there's no gun in this thing but there used to be and these people used to die doing this just I mean, it was cool to actually sit in that yeah. and, and and relive it without the death threat. It was really kind of fascinating. But yeah, I uh, the the whole concept of compositing work, um, it, it's really where I my my passion is in the photography world. Um, trying to think, if you go cool. to my if if you go to my Instagram page and scroll down a little bit, you'll see in my Instagram it's VPD Studio. Um, okay. If you go there, there's a picture of my family in a kitchen. Yep. And that that I was. Where you doing that one? Yeah, and that that is awesome because, um. Every person in there was shot separately, so that's a totally composite picture. But we were in the room, we were together, all together, but we actually photographed each person individually to get the right shot. And then you could create that, um, that nostalgic feel. I have it hanging in the studio, I have that hanging in my house as well. Um, that was a neat shot. I remember you, when you were doing it, as you put stuff up, yeah. the building of it. Yeah. It was re- really cool, and that's something that I've been, you know, wanted to do more and more. And kind of, uh, Aaron Nace is a person that I've gotten some composite tips from. I think Glenn Dewis may be the most um, from. Yeah. Is he from England somewhere? Yeah. Um, he, he's he's I one of the name most. Drop, but I'm friends with Glenn Dewis. Oh, also. come on, Jay. Jeez. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a great guy. Oh, but he yeah. and I, there's a story behind that if we get to that uh, Kelby One stuff. <clears throat> um, he and I share a, a huge interest in World War II veterans. Oh, man. So yeah. And he, his, his work, I was going to ask you about that when you were talking about that. His work with those vets. Is I mean, it's award-winning what he's doing. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal, yeah. and how cool! Life, life-changing for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, let's go there because I mean, those <laughs> those, those guys. Well, those guys have have influenced me greatly just in mm-hmm. watching them um, think outside of the box. And so you know, and yeah. it is art. It's no longer just I'm a photographer. I'm going to capture this one picture, and then you're good. You have it. We're now yep. creating art and emotion. Um, yeah. And and Glenn was one of the first ones that I that I followed doing that, um, and well, I know he hooked up with Kelby at one point, and apparently that's your yep. friend too. So <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's phenomenal. So Scott Kelby um, is uh, 
he's probably one of the most uh, most respected Photoshop experts, probably mm-hmm. in in the world. Yeah, and he, he is actually uh, the last Photoshop world I was at. He was inducted into the Adobe Photoshop Hall of Fame. Wow, he got a big award for that so, for his work and his how he gets it out there to the mm-hmm. community is pretty amazing. Yeah, and he, what is his um his book? Like like the, the title of his <laughs> book like series. It's like every oh, event he puts out a new. How to do this? Uh, is it uh, Photoshop one hundred and one almost? Well, um, there's some that are how to do this in Lightroom. How to do this in yes, yep. Illustrator. He had Dave Clayton uh, mm-hmm. do that one. I, I he's um, he's the only photography book I've ever purchased and actually utilized. Oh, his his stuff. His it's phenomenal. So awesome. Yeah. He's got his. Um, I just finished reading recently his. And he just made it a couple of years ago. Uh, his landscapes, actually, I think he had gone out just prior. It probably was in 2019. Uh, I think they went up into Canada by Banff and stuff, and he made this in the intention of making this landscape book. And it's out. Uh, it's really a great book. Mm. But he's got, you know, he's got over a hundred books. So, wow. uh, you know, it's like um, he just released his uh, an update to his digital photography book, which is like the the best-selling digital photography book of all time mm. in the world. He updated that with new stuff, and but he's got one on lighting that I have. Um, we also need to know uh, Kelby's not a sponsor of the show either. No, right. No. <laughs> we, we just love he's, the stuff. <laughs> he's a great guy. Yeah. He puts out great stuff. And that's segueing back to the pandemic mm-hmm. and creativity. Yeah, he was pretty crushed to have to um, cancel the, the in-person uh, Photoshop world yeah. for 2020. and what they did for they pivoted into doing virtual mm. conferences and so they've there've been probably a half a dozen now but i did um i did the, one of their first ones was on lightroom and i did that and then i did the one on landscapes i think i mentioned that earlier and they just finished yesterday uh travel photography one and just announced uh let's see travel photography uh shoot i'm sorry they just announced a new one uh, coming up at the end of this one that ended yesterday. I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but they're doing these kind of vis- virtual conferences. Yeah. And they're awesome because you have, once you sign up, you can watch it live and talk to instructors, but then you can watch them. They keep them up for like a year or something. Mm-hmm. And so you can go back and watch. And it's, and I do that with the, the landscape one that I did. And I haven't tackled the Lightroom room one too much, yeah. but so yeah, he's a great guy and a lot of great, uh, product out there yeah helps uh, a lot of people totally absolutely um i i mean we we probably should somewhat start bringing this thing to the garage um Let's in, keep going. in your right in your um you know with your love of history mm-hmm. and american history civil war history um kind of shifting a little bit into the current events what i mean with your looking back over you know how, where we came as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see uh, what's going on right now? Um, <laughs> is, is this unprecedented in the last few months, the last couple of years, last decade, maybe, um, you know, c- kind of comparing, you know, the history yeah. of us and then where we're at now. What, what do you think? Well, there's always been division, but it, to me, it seems like it's just gotten worse and worse mm-hmm. past times between 
you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to block what you're trying to do, no yeah. matter what, even if it makes sense kind <laughs> <Right>. of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just gotten so, I don't know, it, it just has gotten so bad. And I, I'm just really hopeful that things can, that, that that'll change at some point and that I keep, when people bring it up on the street or I'm like, you know, we just need to be kind to each other. Well, yeah. How hard can that Whether be? Whether we have different views, <laughs> right. just be kind as a yeah. person and go from there and see what happens. I, that's kind of one of my things. I just kind of, my family laughs at me, but I, you know, I wave when I'm driving. I wave at everyone that I pass yep. just to see if they'll wave back <laughs> right? and just to get their, their look like, uh-huh. Oh, or I hold doors for people at the, at the stores or gas stations or whatever. And they're almost always surprised. And that, that's so sad. That. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I mean, I was, when I grew up, I was taught that's what you do. If someone's yeah. there, if someone's there right behind you, you let them go in and, and be yeah. courteous about it. Be happy. Yeah. But nope, uh, can't do that anymore. I'm first. I like to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just focus on myself and what I can, my little circles of influence mm-hmm. of, you know, my friend, you and talking on programs like this and just my own little world is trying to spread joy whenever yeah. I can, more or less, you know, what else? That's. Are, 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 do, you, do you feel like we're at a, uh, a turning point um have we reached the pinnacle of division or is it do we still have is, is there oh, such yeah, vast changes go. of um of ideology that you know it, we may not come together ever again substantially yeah, yeah i don't know it, um there is a still a lot of divide but i just try and remain hopeful mm-hmm. that uh, with change and the recent changes that we've had that things will start to simmer down a little bit as yeah. far as how we're treating each other. Yeah. Do you, do you see any parallels um, from history? Yeah. Or is this unprecedented? Well, it's the, all the different eras seem to have their little, their own versions of mm-hmm. stuff like this. You know, if, if you watch some of the movies like um, Lincoln or, even what's the one with uh, Lynn Manuel, uh, the famous uh, Broadway show that Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, look at the issues that there. You know, yeah. there's factions going against each other at all different times, like back in all the way back in time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but I think we just, I feel like we just have to individually try to. Do what we can make do, things better. Uh, do we I have ripple effects? Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Do we as photographers have a have a role to play in this in the documentation of current events? Like, like, oh, pro- yeah, like properly, because sure. that's the one thing that you have. And I always tell people this: the one thing you have to take away from my shoot, you know, or especially weddings, you know, one time events. The thing you get to remember this by yeah. is the pictures you get, and yeah. so there's value there. So, it, I mean, is that, um maybe one of the most important things we can do is is be aware that we are documenting for the next generation oh yeah certainly um i think about that all the time when i shoot too is as a photographer at events you're you're kind of a fly on the wall most of the time and Mm -hmm. you're just kind of there but boy people are waiting to see what you did yeah during the event you feel like you're nothing you know you're just kind of there's the guy but 
everybody wants to see what you did Mm -hmm. as soon as it's second it's over when can i get those pictures right so you're you know especially with weddings or whatever you're documenting somebody's really special moments and Mm -hmm. i do that with special events with um high school band and choir concerts and musicals and stuff and and kind of try to capture these important moments and for people to look back on or even just you know with 2020 with all the and I think there probably was a lot of the numbers of depression, whether they were um, mm-hmm. diagnosed or not, has probably skyrocketed in 2020. And for me, I was really focusing on putting images out there and with along with quotes that maybe one person saw it and it brightened their day. Mm-hmm. That was good for me. If you were down that day, you saw my picture of the, a tree out in the field with frost on it and somehow that made your day better right then that then i was happy with that so i feel like in my own way i try to do that and that my role as a photographer you know putting it out there for others to enjoy mm-hmm. well jay um i appreciate it i'm looking forward to uh the shootout this year yeah. see what comes of it and uh you know, if there's anything we can do to help uh, with any events or any backbone or any, any anything you need, uh, let me yeah, know. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly um, look you up for that. And we are definitely going to do a hybrid event. So it'd be awesome. I mean, heck, we'll a compositing to, class would be really fun. Well, that Actually, and that'd uh, be a blast. Yeah, and a uh, um, iPhone. Oh man, shooting mm-hmm. because that would open it up to so many. And I've always, the last couple of years, I've said this isn't for, you don't have to be a pro or whatever yep sign up and come with your eye your phone yeah. whatever kind of phone it is a raw in your, but we'll call the class raw in your pocket it's right yeah, there there you go <laughs> you already got it halfway planned nice. uh, but yeah so that's cool. uh yeah, yeah it's been good and all these connections that you know i can probably help you with some things and um i don't do we have time to talk about the kelby absolutely one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You? yeah how did okay. you uh, how'd you hook up with wanna, scott kelby i didn't want to forget about nope, that that's part good. of the story because Okay, so I've been wanting to go to Kelby One's uh, Photoshop World for many years. That's in, it, is that in Florida? It, it's typically? been around, but okay. the times I was there is both in Orlando, but they've been in various places, mm, Las okay. Vegas, and I think they were in D.C. once or something. But anyway, I really wanted to go because if you ever look at the lineup of speakers and, yeah. you know, it's, it's the who's all the people mm-hmm. we've talked about oh, plus yeah. more, you know, as in, before I forget, as in, I mentioned to you, if you're still into the airplane stuff, have you are you following Moose Peterson? No. Okay, you got to follow him. All he, right. He does wildlife and airplane photography. He's got a great book. I think it's called Fly Away. It's all okay. Uh, air airplanes from the air. He gets in the cockpits and or the oh, planes so and cool. rides. Gets to know the pilots. Anyway, so getting back to Kelby, um, I finally um, just decided this is gonna. I'm gonna make this work somehow. And I bought the tickets and all the stuff I needed to get there. And I just went and see, that would have been 2017, I suppose. I went two years in a row. So 20, they didn't have it. So it was 19 and 18 that I went. Mm -hmm. And okay. So the first year I went and I had this little goal of, uh, there were specific people that I wanted to meet and make some sort of connection beyond oh just hi i'm jay and they'll never Mm -hmm. remember me after that and so of course scott was on the list um 
Dave Black, Moose Peterson, guys like that. At a short, it was like four or five people. So I met I met all those people, and it was great. And then I met the one person that got added to the list, uh, who wasn't even on the list. I didn't know about him. Was Glenn Dewis, <laughs> and he. The cool thing about him was there was a session at the end of one long day. I don't even know if it was on the schedule, but I happened to walk by it or something. And it was a panel discussion with uh, Tim Wallace, who was on my list for sure. And, uh, and Glenn and Dave Black and Lindsay Adler. Yeah. I think that was the whole crew. Anyway, sitting around talking about panel discussion about taking your photography into full or as a business Mm -hmm. very casual but it was so great because i was my wheels were turning at that point about i need to make this leap i need to move on and do do bigger things with this and so i really liked what they were all saying and i liked what glenn had saying he had had a full-time career um prior to getting into photography and it just wasn't he needed to get out of that and so i caught him afterwards to see if if I could do a little deep dive with him about that. And he was so gracious. I mean, we sat there and talked for quite a while. The whole ballroom was empty. Everyone left. Really? We stood there and talked. And the thing that struck me was that he wasn't, you know how sometimes at those things you meet somebody and they're, they're, they're look, they're, oh, they, hey, Bob, or they see somebody else or they yeah. like, oh, I got to go. Talk. Or they're looking at their wire. They're not yeah. totally present. He was totally, he didn't seem like he was in any hurry to go mm. anywhere. He wasn't looking at his watch. He was in asking me questions and engaging with what I was asking. And this is so, so cool. Mm-hmm. And then we had this, I knew about his World War II interest. And so I told him about that. I had, pl- you know, I planned a World War II history series for 13 years. And so I, I knew a lot of veterans. And so we had that in common. And of course that, we talked about that quite a bit, but that started that mm-hmm. connection right mm-hmm. there. And then through him, I met Dave, Dave Clayton. Okay. They did the, for a while there, they did the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, which you might really like that too. Yeah, I, I actually now, follow that one. Um, are, yeah. they, are they not doing it now? No, they're doing it now, but Glenn is not doing it. It's um, Dave Clayton and Al, Alan Hess, who is a concert photographer oh, out of gotcha. California or mm-hmm. somewhere. Anyway, they're still doing it. Um, anyway, so I met those guys, and then I so I was meeting these people. And I, the, my top one was Tim Wallace. Mm-hmm. If you've followed him at all, uh, and he's a great guy too, but he does these real, uh, he does transportation. He's out of England also. He does high-end cars and now he's done, gone into all kinds of stuff. But anyway, I really wanted to meet him because he did this <laughs> two, have you watched his two-part business thing on Kelby One? No. It is so awesome. He's got... It's in two parts. I don't remember how long each part is, but hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And it's all about his business tips from mm-hmm. that he's learned from. He's trying to help people through getting started or whatever. I listened to that thing over and over, just like I did Joel's uh, marketing mm-hmm. power of eight thing. Anyway, and I really wanted to meet him. So how can I make uh, an impact that Tim will remember who the <laughs> heck is guy from Minnesota, y'all, you know, and, I talk to people there and they're all like, oh, what's that accent you're speaking with in Minnesota? You know? <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So no. So I thought, okay. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> so, so he's, he is, um, uh, he's in the cars obviously. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, 
uh, okay. Uh, one of my hobbies is metal detecting, and so I go out. And, Are you uh, a detectorist, Jay? Yeah. And I so I find. <laughs> Fantastic. Does that does that strike you as odd? No, it's great. Have you have you watched the show Detectorists? I haven't. I love it. Oh, it's my favorite. I love show. the I love the soundtrack. I and know. Think, they're thinking about making another. Are they? No. Because they wrapped yeah. it at two seasons, didn't they? Right. But the guy, the one guy, I forget, is the shorter the, guy. Oh. He's the producer of it or whatever. Yeah. And the other guy wrote it, he, I think. He actually yeah. created it. Yeah. yeah. They're thinking about oh. redoing it another season. Sorry. Anyway. If, if you haven't watched it, go for I think it's on Netflix still. The Detectorist. Detectorist. The Detectorist. Fantastic. It's actually, yeah. And we get, um, it's on uh, it's on TV sometimes. So I forget which channels, okay. but like history or whatever. I have it on my recording on my phone. <laughs> tv so whenever it i've already seen all of them but anyway so i find getting back to tim wallace i you're a metal detectorist i often find uh i found lots of toy cars oh and really cool ones sometimes Mm -hmm. that kids you know they've been sitting in the ground since the 30s or Mm -hmm. 40s or whatever little matchbox cars and older than that um cars anyway one time i found a mini cooper racing car uh, and the bottom it said "Made in England." Oh, so ah, uh, you know that that's a pretty cool car. He's from England. Just really wacky idea. I'm gonna bring this thing and give it to Tim Wallace. Really? How stupid <laughs> that sounds, you know. And I was so nervous to do it. And after his talk, I went up to him and he, I said, "Hey, you know what? I've got something for you." And he kind of does this, you know, look. That's like, oh, really? And I, and I got in my head. I'm like, ah. Oh. Am I just making a total idiot out of myself or what? Because I got giving this guy a match a car, you know, yeah. matchbox type car. Anyway, I give it to him and he just loved it. And because he was a big matchbox car kid oh. as a kid, as I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I had all kinds of cars and trucks and whatever, emergency vehicles and stuff. But he loved it and uh he gave it me and I was sitting in the airport on the way back after the concert and he emailed me was talking about, oh, I just love that car. That that's going on me shelf in my office when they get home and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> like okay that worked i mm-hmm. i made that connection that he'll in that and anyway he and i have uh communicated back and forth and maintained that That's relationship cool. since then that was that cool thing now uh so what i was saying was you you're making these connections and it's so important and building once you make the connection build the relationship mm-hmm. as you go and nurture it and all that kind of stuff well um they didn't uh, so then the second time I went, it was kind of neat because then I, the first time I went, I knew, I hardly knew anyone. I knew Scott Kelby because he had been out the shootout as a stru- instructor and he happened to uh, follow along at a couple of the sessions yeah. that I was doing. So I got a lot of time with him. And so he was the only one that I really knew, uh, you know, that knew me, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so that was fun because he came up in the middle of the hallway. Hey, Jay. Uh, thanks for supporting me on you know our podcast <laughs> yeah. and blah 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 and so that was that made me feel good but then the second year now i knew more people i, I had a handful of people that i knew when i could talk and but just the last story i want to give you quick because i know i'm probably going way over your time here but <laughs> once you get me talking on this stuff I this mean, is why i wanted to talk to you Jay. <laughs> you know craig i think i feel like i would like to do this every day with you if i could but we'll start our own show yeah right yeah no so uh scott kelby um so i listened to all his you know the grid i'm tuning in on there every time and trying to contribute Mm -hmm. if i can or whatever okay so he might have 
remembered seeing my name or whatever. One day he was talking about that he was going to be in Minneapolis at the convention center doing one of his talks that he does. Typically we'll go around the country doing a talk about whatever the topic is. Yeah. And he was going to be there coming up soon. And when he's there, he really would like to, um, there's a certain church that he wants to shoot because his, his side projects, he loves to shoot uh, architecture and uh, stair spiral staircases, yep. and church interior, stuff like that. So anyway, I was listening to this program and I jumped over and LinkedIn while he was talking about it and just like I do, like my crazy car idea with Tim Wallace, I sent Scott Kelby a message on LinkedIn. Hey, I live near Minneapolis. I'd love to uh, <laughs> take you around. I, I'm guessing the church you're talking about is blah, blah, you know, mm-hmm. cathedral. And it, it was, and cause it's a really awesome building and yeah, I'll, I pitched the idea of uh, if he had time, I would take him around the Twin Cities and I would come up with an agenda of knowing what he likes, libraries mm-hmm. and whatnot, and uh, do this. I'm like, yeah, I'll never hear from him again, but I put it out there, you know, a couple of days later, ping, you know, I'm sitting there watching baseball or something, twins, I suppose. <laughs> and I get a, a message from Scott Kelby. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's connect and talk it over. And so, lo and behold, um, it turned out that he had time. He came in a day early and had it was kind of like a day off for him. Mm-hmm. And so he and I spent the whole day uh, visiting some a couple of churches and uh, uh, the library down St. Paul, James J. Hill, or not the, uh, yeah, yeah, down by Rice Park there. And uh, anyway, the library there and some other buildings and spent the whole day. And I, it felt so surreal. <laughs> I, I went, picked him up in my truck at his hotel. And I'm like, wow, Scott Kelby is here in my, in my front of me, getting in my car. And we're going to go hang out all day taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was such an awesome person. And so, like you said before, just a down-to-earth yeah. everyday guy. And it was so awesome. And we really uh kind of cemented a friendship there and and then so then we spent the whole day together i wanted to have supper with him but he had already made plans with the adobe reps that lived in minneapolis i was oh. like oh i suppose i gotta take a second <laughs> right. seat to adobe you know but he otherwise i know he would have and yeah. i was i was excited to introduce him to my wife and kids mm-hmm. and go to some kind of cool restaurant but maybe another time but then so we had a great time he just seemed to love it um we went to the Minnesota State Capitol, which is a beautiful building. Yes, it is. St. Paul and um, and a cathedral in St. Paul and various other places. And uh, anyway, he um, he then made a huge blog post about it. You can I don't know if you saw. You can look it up um, from that year. And it would have been 2019, probably in June. And he wrote this extensive behind the scenes shots. And I took some of the behind the scenes shots of you know here let's get a picture of how I have this setting here. And so it was really fun. Hmm. And he did a blog post about it, talking about he, how he and I had run around the twin cities. I was like, Oh, this, <laughs> this seems so unreal. Right. And, and then, so then I created, when I was going to Photoshop the next year in 2019, I created a book from Shutterfly mm-hmm. with pictures from our, our adventure that day. 
and get presented it to them at at the um as i was gonna say the shootout at the uh, photoshop world and he just loved it and mm. so that was another cool thing i gave him a little memento of our day and some actual shots and some behind the scenes shots of stuff that we did that's cool and so there we go now we we uh uh, text each other every once in a while and so it, it always still i always get a big smile on my face and i get a text inbox text from scott and, I, and it's not like a newsletter yeah. sign up that it goes to everyone right. or whatever right. so anyway that was that was that and then he like i don't know if i mentioned earlier he at the end of this year we did that evening of gratitude oh, right. yeah and i just called him up and asked him and yeah sure let's do it and we set it up and so he and i interviewed uh for an hour and a half talking about things that we're grateful for that mm-hmm. came from 2020 yeah and and we had a nice audience and it was really a fun night and it was like the 30th or like one of the last days of the of 2020 so sending it out on a good note yeah that's very so cool. anyway that was my scott kelby story <laughs> yeah. well good maybe uh <clears throat> maybe we can get him on here too one of these days and uh, yeah. chat about Just some s- things send me Send me a message sometime Absolutely. of who you're looking at. I may be able to perfect help connect you. Excellent. Um, where can the listeners find you and uh, out on the interweb? And mm-hmm. uh, where do you want them to go? Most of them are variants of uh, the business is J Graham and Photography with just the letter J okay. and Graham. And, um, and so my website is jgrahamandphotography.com. Uh, and then my. Um, the uh i'm on instagram twitter linkedin uh, facebook of course and they're they're all i think if you search just my name it would probably come they're all slightly different you know like at jgram and photo or whatever would fit in Mm -hmm. the the but i presume uh your website has links to all of those is that correct yep okay and i've got galleries of all a lot of the different things that i do and yeah there's some really cool stuff in there go dig around thank you looks good Thank you, Craig. Um, Black Hills photo shootout. What's the info on there? Um, I know um, it's preliminary, but uh, where will the, information well, be? When if it people want to take a look at what we did in virtual, it's um, Black Hills photo shootout dot online. All is it's all one big long word, and then dot online. Okay, they could see the website of what we did last year, and I've been adding these things like we did with Scott Kelby and. Um, um, and the winter landscapes with Charlie Borland mm-hmm. on there too, until I get my next one set up, which I'm hoping will be on black Hills, photo shootout.com. Okay. And there's, that's not an active link right now, but that's what it will be. As gotcha. soon as I can transition from the online website, I have the domain already to go. I actually already had it started. You know, when I was planning last year, mm-hmm. I was planning to use the .com. Right. <laughs> then I switched to online just to make it separated. And okay. um, anyway, so they can find that there and, We'd love to have people come out to the Black Hills photo shootout this year. And no matter your skill level, uh, we'd love to have you. And there's, it's a great community. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Everyone. I mean, my first year was great there. Um, We had, do you know, Tomas Alvarez? He's a a St. Paul photographer. I don't think so. Check him out on Instagram. Check it out. It's T-O-M-A-S. He's awesome. He and I became friends. I started following his work. And I, uh, one quick other, I'm sorry, Craig, I have stories that I, I just burst into get <laughs> out. Like but <laughs> I do you remember AJ's complete Ottawa's talking about with the shootout. Yep. They, I talked to them 
and I, as I sat there one time, I kind of envisioned how cool this would be kind of a fifties vibe in a way of, by putting mm-hmm. photos of abandoned 57 Chevys and old oil cans and hood ornaments and stuff on canvas in their whole lobby. So I've got a dozen or so they, and they went for it. And so their lobby kind of adorns that uh, all these pictures of mine. Well, I wanted to meet Tom Tomas Alvarez. And so I sent him an Instagram message because I've been following him. I said, well, I'd really like to meet you. And I invited him to come. We were going to do an open house. This was right before COVID broke out. So oh, we, no. we had hung it just in time before mm-hmm. all the shutdowns. We were going to do it in April. And we had the whole big shinding planned. Anyway, I invited him to come and he was going to come. Well, then, then that led to me knowing that he loves going out to the Black Hills. And then I saw some, of the, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I love his photographs. I got to get him on board. Mm-hmm. And so he's he was a new instructor here in the virtual time. So go check him out too, um, Tomas Alvarez. He's doing a great series right now where he's calling it glass to glass. And he's, it's gorgeous. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, Absolutely restaurants, insane. Yeah. The restaurants are closed, you know? Yep. And, and so he's, taking the pictures right the up windows against, right he's got yeah. his lens pressed right up against the window and he's so the stores are all set up restaurants are all set up as though they're ready for business mm-hmm. but all the cool lighting it's and everything's in yeah. place and it's really a great series yeah, well, so what, a, one he has a little plug in from yesterday uh it's of oh. nacho mamas and Stillwater. i love that, that my one. wife and i we go try to go to Stillwater once a year as a getaway and that is one of our favorite places to eat. It's oh, gorgeous, really? phenomenal food, and this picture is stunning. So, well, can <laughs> I put work. them and tell them that that I sent him <laughs> you to him and get him on the show? Absolutely. He's, a, he's also yeah. a great speaker. He's he. What I was why I brought him up besides that was at the closing ceremonies at the virtual event. He was he kind of talked about or kind of gave like a testimony of as a new instructor. He was a little bit nervous about joining an established group of we mm-hmm. typically have some of the same instructors and mm-hmm. i've been trying to change that and introduce more people but um anyway he wasn't sure what how the sessions would go if people are going to be like if he is talking to a lot of real experts are they going to correct him during his <laughs> session and all that i'm like no yeah. they're just there to soak it up anyway he mentioned that at the end how as through the process, he recognized what a great community mm-hmm. the Black Hills Shootout mm-hmm. participants and instructors are and how they're help, so helpful of each other and whatever. And that was really an impression on him as a new instructor. And so he was really appreciative of the community-ness of the group. Yeah. yeah. So it, anyway. It really is cool. And I, of course, I know very little about it just through you in that one year. But it's, it seems to be great. You'll get to know more about it. Excellent. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, sorry um, for all the stories. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get me going, I can't hardly stop. We could keep going. This is true. I know. Um, But we probably should save something for the next round. Yeah. Yeah. So I got more stories. Awesome. Jay Graman Photography or Jay. Yeah. Jay Graman Photography.com with a J, the letter J. Yep. Um, Black Hills Photo Shootout.com. Graman. Blackhillsphotoshootout.com yep. is where the stuff will end up being once it's all yep. ready to go. Yeah, and right now it's blackhillsphotoshootout.online if they want to see what we did gotcha. last and, year. And there is uh, a Facebook group also for that, Yeah, right? We yep. have we, we have two of them, actually. One is uh, the Black Hills Photo Shootout is a page. Okay. And then 
the group was established before I was involved. And so I, I, we just let it go. I don't, mm, I'm not sure if why we need, how we need to, or if we need to, but right. it seems to be different, somewhat different purposes. Um, part of it is that people kind of post their work on the Black Hills photo shootout group gotcha. and Chad moderates that where the other one, I have it set up just to, um, I can add people's photos once they submit them, okay. but it's more controlled yep. as to getting the message out there right. on, the, on the other one. So that, that's the main difference between the two. So And it, yeah. it's always in the Black Hills somewhere, correct? Around Rabbit yeah, City, last, Deadwood? last year. <laughs> other than that, it was in your living it, room. <laughs> we had it in Deadwood. It's been in, it's been float, originally it floated, alternated between um, Rapid City and Spearfish. Mm-hmm. And my plans for last year, I had actually planned to have it based out of Sturgis. Okay. Um, and I want to try and move it around to different areas so that we can get different landscape and different opportunities, you know, with places mm-hmm. and scenes and stuff. So it's not, yeah. we don't want to have the same scenarios right. year after year. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's the, that's the plan. We'll see how cool. things pan out this year, but it's going to be great Perfect. either way. Uh, if you, if people want to get a hold of you, just, uh, reach out on the socials. Is that the best way to do it? Yep. And that, or my, my email is, um, my whole name, J A Y Grammond, J Grammond at gmail.com. That's G R A M M O N D Grammond. Correct. Awesome. Yep. That's my actual email. People can, okay. And then I can point them in other directions or whatever, but perfect. Yeah. Otherwise I'm all over the place on social media and stuff. So nice. Well, thanks so much for, uh, giving us. A couple hours of your time today. It's been fun. I've had <laughs> it's a blast. It's been a lot of fun, Craig. Oh, yeah. yeah, me too. We could, it's uh, been a we'll do it definite again. month brightener. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. <laughs> we'll be in well, touch about uh, shootout plans and be really make sure you're there this year. Absolutely. So. I like it. That's perfect. Right. Well, thank you so much. Again, Jay Grammond, Jay Grammond, uh, photo, photophotography.com. Yep. And uh, this is the interview. On the Why Mailblank Podcast Network, whymailblank.com is the email, uh, the website, whymailblank at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments. Uh, also, if you want to help support the show, you can go to whymailblank.com, uh, click on the interview page, and there's a donate button right there. You can send us some, some love uh, to help keep this show on the road. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Jay. Uh, have a great time. Thank, Thank you, you so much for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Be safe. Check on each other and stay healthy.